Miss Five Six Seven Eight Dances Report Podcast. Man, you a Snapchat. Hey, yo. Can't ball in a life, man. Go on with it, go on with it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So we are coming with a force. Yeah. Blessings we are reap and we coerce in handful. Oh, we not rise and boast. Yeah, we give thanks like we need it the most. We have to give thanks like we really supposed to be thankful. Blessings all from life and my thank God for the journey, the earnings are just for the plus. Yeah, yeah. And gratitude is a must. Yeah, we see blessings fall by my right hand. Bust a toast for the friends that take off every load One time did sit down in a class and we both let All he said we rode and we go on with the road Dirt what up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678, and you are now tuned in to the Dances Report. I'm Miss 5678, and I'm with the, the awesome, the great, the, the extreme Hausa, Sean Burke. Hey, how do you pronounce your name? It is Sean Bjerka. Hey, well, hey. Shout out! Shout out to the way you said it because I, um, my homegirl, uh, IJ, she pronounced it perfectly clear, and so did um, Hibbs. So shout out to them, man. Yo, I, I, they've had lots of practice saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. How are you, man? Like you know, I know you're busy. Uh, yo, it's I, I, we're all busy at the end of the day, but yeah, I I've been doing a lot of a lot of fun things lately. Um, but I feel good. I feel really good. Amazing. So before I get started, I do a self check in, um, and it's basically you know sort of uh, kind of to to recenter yourself and sort of to check in with the person that you're that you're talking to. Um, I find for for you know for mental wellness and you know just a, a having a good posture a good a good space or finding out where your space is is to do a self-check so um we usually kick it off with the self-check and it's usually i'll, I'll start it so you can kind of understand how it flows like um i always check in with one thing that made you happy today and one thing that made you mad sad or bothered or indifferent and okay one thing that made me happy today was that I woke up for another day and I got to see my daughter, of course. And um, I'm, you know, we're getting prepared to do a show with Carl Aline. Shout out to Carl Aline, my director for Boston Mobile Dance's performance program. So I'm happy about that. But I'm very sad because um, Nipsey Hussle passed away. So um, yeah. my, my grievance is, uh, and my condolences go out to Lauren London, his family, his kids. Um, his supporters, you know, uh, everybody the impact that he impacted or gave, had a, a great impact on. And um, I think uh, the thing that makes me a little bit more, you know, like really sad and like focused on it is because um, I really liked him as an artist. Um, and I liked not so much as just an artist. I was drawn to um, his impact and his his love that he had for change. And, and that's really where I'm at in terms of um, or just having an impact in, 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 in supporting and encouraging and providing platforms for people that, you know, his community. And I've, and that's sort of where I'm at. And that's why I connected with him a lot um, as, as just as a person, as, um, you know, a person that's using his power and his art and his gift 
to do bigger and better things, and that's through love. So, um, so I'm very sad that he's, you know, that he his presence is no longer here um, in the physical, but you know, spiritually, I know that, you know, you know, he he has something bigger to do, and um, that he was doing, you know, what God wanted him to do. Um, and you know, I just I'm sad that his his time was short shortened. I'd like to have seen yeah. him do more. So, what was one thing that made you happy today, and one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent, or not? What uh, right right before I, I I hit that, just kind of going on the the Nipsey hustle uh, moment. Uh, I think I agree with everything you said, and I I think it it it's a message to to those of us that are kind of doing versions of what he's doing, like people in the community that are building their communities up and trying to make the people around them better, that I hope it, it motivates them to keep moving forward. Exactly. Um, because even even though Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, the, the person is gone, uh, Nipsey Hustle's purpose still lives on. So I feel like it's it's people it's our duty to 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 keep his message moving forward and, and do what we can to, to really enhance that. I agree. Um, I agree a hundred percent, man. Yeah. So, so as far as uh, one good thing and one bad thing, <laughs> um, for me, there's a lot of good right now. Uh, like, you know, blessed to say that. But uh, today, I, I I actually had a meeting, or well, last night I should say I had a meeting with my co-director named Tariq Campbell. Hey, um, we, hey. we, <laughs> we direct a, a, a company called Concept Artists in Boston, and we're going to be getting ready to um, put on our fourth our fourth annual showcase this June. So we are laying down the groundwork for that. And uh, hopefully we're going to make it an, another really fun community event for people. Um, That's amazing. 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 Shout out to Tariq, man. I got to get him on here too. I got to get the whole crew on here. You yo, know? yo, he's, he'd be a good person to talk to. Um, and then I, as far as a, something negative, um, I, my, my wife is, is the most, you know, dear person in the world to me. And uh, she she woke up this morning with with some anxiety about just you know things that are going on at work and um, kind of predicting a like a tough day. Uh, and I just told her, you know what, you know you know what's going to happen. You just got to take it one thing at a time and make the best out of it. Because right. um, when when she's feeling down, then I feel down. So yeah. I want to try to like I try to lift her up whenever I can. So that was. That was kind of the start to our day, but I think she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna pull through. She's gonna be fine. Well, you know <laughs> what? Uh, you can let her know that um, you know she's a survivor. She's a she's a strong person, and that's only what it's building is how to push through on on adversity and strong and parts. It's building her her strength on what to do when there's um, something that dif difficult comes about. Um, exactly. You know what I'm saying so. I, you know, it's good that you're her re, the resolution you had. You know, um, that's a, another thing that I love about the male species, man. You guys, um, if you're if you're in tune and you are a person that has done development on yourself, um, you're always looking for a solution to resolve for a for for a, a situation. You know what I mean? And I love that. You know what I mean? So yeah, from from, from what the, the gentleman that I encounter. The you know the, the the awesome ones that I encounter, they are relatively in tune with trying to have a resolve. So I love that. We, we try. You know we what I'm saying? Sure. I, and so I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm saying something nice for the fellas. You know. 
sometimes, um, so, I, sometimes I got to fall back too, though, because my, my wife will tell me like, hey, you know, sometimes I, I, I want to tell you something and, and just get something off my chest, but you don't need to, you don't need to solve my problem. <laughs> oh, well, you know, listen, that's, a, that's an assertive strong woman now. You, you know, exactly. but you know what? Y'all men got to know how to listen. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that is. Um, but you know, first question I want to ask, you know, is who are you? Who who is Sean Bierke? Like, I know who you are. I love your style. I love that you are, you know, huge in house, and I, you know, you're diverse in every area of dance. For the most part, I love your style, and I love your teaching style. So, for those who don't know you and are listening and tuning in. Who is Sean Bierke? I guess on a on a literal level, uh, Sean Bierke is a is a mover. <laughs> he is a, he's a shaker. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, I uh, so I have about I'm a, I'm a fourth degree uh, black belt in Taekwondo. That was that was my first real. Um, I what do I say? Like my first real like dedication, I would say. Uh, that I've been doing for nearly three decades now, and I feel like that has really shaped who I am and what I do and how I approach things as far as, you know, like how I mentally process things, uh, how I physically approach things. Um, and uh, I am also a dance instructor. Uh, I, I specialize in house. I started really getting into house back in 2008 when uh, Ricardo Foster introduced it to me. Hey, shout uh, out to... Batmando, Ricardo Fox. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Ricardo. Um, and I, you know, around here in Boston, there weren't many formal places to really, like, enhance your learning of house. So I really had to go down that rabbit hole. And, you know, I found, like, a lot of people are familiar with Jardy Santiago, who has, he's like the godfather of, of, of house lessons on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he really, he really introduced the style to people all over the world that wouldn't have access to it otherwise. So um, he's, he has shaped a lot of what I do now based on just being available for it. And uh, he's actually going to be coming to the city in a couple weeks. So yeah. I'll, I can talk about that later. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, right now I'm, I've been focusing on my, on my teaching. I'm a teacher in Boston, Cambridge, Somerville um, and beyond. Um, and I'm still teaching Taekwondo as well. So those oh, are my two awesome. main focuses. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to have to send and, my daughter to you so she can jack folks up when, when she got to, you know, handle something at school. I'm just kidding. I'm not teaching her to jack nobody up. <laughs> hey, hey. If you, have, if you have it in your back pocket, though, we can, you know, mentally, it's I, like, hey, I, I, can, I can hold it down if I need to, you know. And sometimes yeah. that's what people need is that confidence. Well, we got to get into like when you teach and stuff so, so that folks can uh, have the access to it. So on, on, the, on the bio, what's, I want to know in your bio and your background, culturally in dance bio, like um, what is that? Like so um, an, an example, yeah. I tell people, you know, my, my Caribbean background, my mother's from Antigua, so we were heavy with, you know, Caribbean music, Caribbean culture. Um, that's a, a, big, a big staple in my life. Um, that was the predominant. Uh, the American side is, you know, um, through my dad who was in the military, but my real father was Cuban and black. So, like, that's my, my cultural background is Antiguan and Cuban and, and black um, descent. 
Um, and then, you know, of course, I don't, it ain't about me for the my bio. It's about, you know, you. So I would love to know your dance bio, like who, who you, uh, you know, learned under, who you uh, have cultured and, and, and nurtured in, in dance and where, where you come from as a dancer. Sure. Um, and choreographer. So I, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, like I mentioned, I started off with martial arts. That was like my real, you know, fundamental background in movement. And I, I did some sports as a kid, but I didn't get into dance until I was in college. I would say formally I didn't get into dance until college. Like I would go to parties and stuff in high school. And I've always, I've always been a very uh, active like person. Um, I was like one of those little kids where I remember in preschool that the teachers had to make me sit on the corner or sit on the side uh, when, they were doing, when they were doing activities because I just I had so much energy and I hadn't learned how to control it yet. Um, and I, I, I consider myself a pretty quick learner. So when I saw that I wasn't you know playing with the other kids, I was like, all right, I got to I got to kind of shape up. And then Taekwondo further helped me really focus my my energy so when I got into dance um, I started at Tufts University um, as a as an undergrad I was introduced to a, a dance organization called the Tufts Dance Collective oh wow which, yeah it featured a bunch of students who would create choreography in various genres you had some people that were you know into more like jazz or modern uh, you had some hip-hop people you had a mix of things and I initially had didn't want to have any part of it Chanel. So <laughs> what? You didn't want to dance? I I not that I didn't want to. It was this is what happened. So I was on my way back from a uh, like a taekwondo workout uh, with some of my friends and they wanted to go to this this tough dance collective uh, TDC was the, the acronym. This TDC meeting and they're like, "Yo, Sean, you should check this out. You would be really good at this." And I just wasn't in the mood. I was, I was like, eh, I want to go get a burrito. I want to go back to my dorm room and just, you know, vegetate. <laughs> but they were really persistent. They're like, no, just, just, just come through. Like, we're, we'll be there. We're going to hang out. And I went to this meeting, and it's just, like, the energy of all the people in that room really, like, like, popped into me, you know? Like, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. I could learn some dance routines, and we could perform it up in this, in this show at the end of the semester. So I, uh, I signed up for a couple dances. Um, one of the, the first thing I ever danced to was, was Missy Elliott. She's a, she's a bitch. I don't know if I can say that on this, but you I sure can. Did. I mean, if there's no filter, <laughs> you say what you need to brother. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that was, a, that was the first song that I ever like learned choreography to. So I guess I could say that hip hop was instilled in me at an early part in my dance career. Um, and, uh, we went and performed this at the end of uh, the semester. I think it was uh, spring 2001. That was the first time I performed. And just the energy of the audience and my friends and the people that came to enjoy what we were doing really stuck with me. And I wanted to make that a consistent part of my life. So I, I went back uh, to this organization, TDC, every semester for the rest of my college career um, and also started to engage in other uh, avenues of dance and the first person outside of Tufts to teach me dance uh, specifically hip-hop was someone that you mentioned already was Carl Aline in 2003 hey. um, so that was the first time I met Carl at the dance complex where he still teaches that man is a, a marathon man <laughs> he's been doing his thing for a minute so 
once I graduated from school, I, I actually didn't dance for a couple of years because I just didn't know what the resources were. I didn't know like who I should reach out to. And then a friend of mine, his name is uh, Raymond Chang, who um, he was friends with Ricardo Foster at the time. Uh, he told me about this audition that Ricardo was doing for a company called United Styles, uh, yeah. United Styles Productions. Yeah, so I, I basically on a whim was like, all right, I'll go audition. I'll see what happens. I haven't danced in two years. But um, the audition was hard. It was uh, like physically and mentally. Like there were some people there that um, had been in the industry for a while and were kind of giving us some tough love. But it was it was good. It was like, yeah, you guys want to audition for a professional dance company. You got to have your, your act together. Um, and uh, I auditioned. I happened to get in. I was lucky to get in. And I learned, I started learning a lot from Ricardo in terms of, you know, street style foundations, club style foundations and dance. Um, so I guess he was my first real mentor in the dance, the dance world. And when he introduced me to House, uh, he, he played, a, I don't, you probably know the song Love and Happiness. Yeah, Love um, and Happiness. You talking about Al Green? Yeah, 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 yeah. He played a mix of that in, I think it was, two, I want to say 2007 or 2008. And I was like, what is this? This song is bananas. Uh, and the movement really felt like I was doing a version of martial arts because there's a lot of, you know, like kind of kicking type moves, like jumping. We were jacking. We were really using our bodies. And I was like, this is awesome. This is, what is this? And he's like, this is house. This is house dance. Right. <laughs> um, and that, that's what got me down the rabbit hole, which I alluded to earlier, of just really trying to find out more about it. And it led me to meet a ton of, a ton of people since 2008. Uh, you know, we're up until 2019 now. I, you know, I've traveled to New York. I've, I've studied a bit. I, I don't want to say that I've, like, trained under anyone, because I feel like that's something you have to do over a long period of time to say that you've trained. Um, but I've studied under a lot of people uh, you know, very prolific dancers uh, in New York, including, um, you know, some of the main house house dance pioneers like Khalif Sellers, Ijo Wilson, um, Sibo Carr, Sekou Haru, a lot of, a lot of these guys, Tony McGregor. Um, yeah. And I met, yeah, and like being, just being around these, these dancers is like, wow, these guys are on some next level stuff. Just like their personality, like how they move, all that. And just like their charisma. So being around them, I was like, man, these guys, I want to channel what these guys are channeling when I teach. You know, I'm not, not saying I want to copy them, but they make me feel a certain way and I want to make my students feel a certain way. So being able to learn from them and just see them in action and even pick their brain about just non-dance stuff, just like life stuff, like where they came from, uh, has been really important in my growth and I guess the messages that I send to my students. Um, so they were a big part of my development. I've traveled to the West Coast. I just got back from Brazil a couple weeks ago. Big going to Brazil like gave me a whole new perspective on how they approach dance. Um, mm. Being a, uh, I saw being that you went to Brazil. I saw that. Congratulations, man! Oh uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Um, you know, being a <laughs> a Caucasian male in New England, <laughs> like my dance background, like growing up, is is pretty much nil. Like I I had no connection to dance so seeing and being around people in brazil who grow up with dance and grow up with you know different types of dance music um it it shows in their personality and how they approach dance like it was really really eye-opening um how much 
you can tell you can tell when someone loves dance and when someone like does dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, There's a huge difference. God, yeah, and it, it really shone through with with Brazil. Uh, and I'm going to another event in a couple of weeks called the the Blueprint in Houston in Houston, Texas. Wow. And that attracts that attracts a lot of people who love dance um, to Houston. So just yeah, like surrounding myself in environments like that where people are really about what they're doing has has really helped me stay passionate and always uh, just looking forward to like learning the next thing. I consider myself a student first. I feel like as a teacher, you you have to have that type of mindset where you're always trying to take in information because you're telling people that they have to be open to take in information. So so I feel like I have to set that example for my students. Always trying to challenge myself, push myself. And um, I've been lucky enough to have really, really good mentors to help me do that. That's amazing. Like, yeah, I just went off on a rant. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, no, listen, let me tell you, this is, this is what this is, man. Like, it's a conversation with your friend. I've done that to you plenty of times where I've seen you somewhere and we just start talking and then next you know, 30 minutes went by. So this like, is whoops. us. This is how we do like I have a like I keep telling everybody I have a personal relationship with every dancer and I'm grateful for it. I'm super grateful for it. Like um you know not for nothing I didn't really know your you know your background with United Styles on a positive note. So I, I was sort of like apprehensive. But as I got to know who you are and what you contribute to dance, it's so much bigger than that and and it's you know you're just incredible in terms of you know you're you're being you're you're making yourself available to extend the culture you know of of one of the one of the foundations of hip hop and that's house music yeah. so and that's house dance so people who you know need to know it you know they can they can get that extension through you and and you're a part of you know let me tell you something our dance community in Boston um that's family so and you bicker with your family. You bicker with, you know, you know, we might have like, you know, people might be, you know, have a, a, a plight with me like Chanel, you, um, you know, you need to come and support our stuff here and there. And, you know, you need to not be so busy. Like even with Stax, like Stax had so many events that I need to get to, not not want to or 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 have to, but need to get to. And I'm just. You know, I'm just like I'm running around busy and I can't get my schedule um, to free up. Not because I don't I don't want to. It's because I have to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like certain stuff. And, and because he overstands that, that's my brother. You know what I mean? Like he understands. Shit. Yeah. I, mean, I, get, I know you want to get over here. I know you need it. So and it's just a matter of time and, and scheduling. And, you know, I, I move based on like, you know, a strategic you know, when, when it's supposed to be for me, I, I, I move in that way, but not to get off on a rant, but like we're dance community and we're considered family and um, I fully support our dance community first, not not to diss anybody anywhere else. You know, I have love for the dance community, period, because I feel like the dancers and the DJs are the reason why artists have a huge platform and we don't yeah. get um, the recognition that we so deserve. And um, and this is my reason reasoning for putting this podcast together to showcase and highlight all of the gifted you know dancers and DJs that I adore, I admire, um, I respect, and I love. So, 
um, and, I, and I'm missing a, a lot of dancers and choreographers that should be on this podcast, but in due time, you know what I'm saying? In due time, I'm going to get everybody on here and you, and I, and that's, you know, through, I will say this through Hibs interview, shout out to Hibs, her interview yeah. and among others, marvelous, everybody that I've interviewed on here so far and that, that have aired and not aired has basically built and inspired me even stronger to continue to unify us in a way that I haven't seen it done before. So that's, that's the reason why I'm doing it is to continue to unify us and highlight us because I believe that we are royalty. I believe that we are on a pedestal and not in a cocky, you know, perverse way, but we are, um, we should be uh, glorified. We should be um, highlighted. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we set the room, we set the tone at every t concert, show, event, gig. Um, you know, we set the tone. The DJs do too. So that's why I really do it. But I want to know from you, uh, what's your biggest influence? Like my influence, you know, from I, from dance to music, dance to artist. You know, it's it's a, it's a plethora of things. So um, even to cheerleading, like cheerleading was a huge reason why I I, I do dance and. It's a huge part of my life. So, what was your biggest influence? That's a. It's an interesting question, and I'm going to give you kind of a, a weird answer. Um, hey, no answer is weird like, over here. <laughs> so, I think I don't know, but I, it's not something that's really influenced how I move or how I dance. But I, I was really influenced a lot by I think video games as a kid. Um, in terms of just like how I approach learning. So for example, you, you open up a video game, let's say it's Super Mario Brothers. You, you jump into the first level, you're, you know, right away, we, we all know that little Goomba that comes, that you have to jump over, <laughs> you got to get mm -hmm. the mushroom, you, all this stuff. And it, it's like, okay, there's these different obstacles, but I'm, I'm getting through it, I'm getting through it, I get to the end of the level, cool. Next level comes, it's a little harder, but you already have that experience and you, you, you just keep pushing. And then you get to the spot where it's like, all right, I got to beat, I got to beat the boss now. And I keep getting, I keep getting hit. I keep, I keep losing. I keep losing. I keep losing. And you, you hit this roadblock, but you know, it's right there. You're like, I just got to keep working at this and I, I, I'm going to beat this boss. And then finally you, you realize I just got to jump over him. I hit the little thing on the bridge. He falls into the lava. Um, and, and then you go on to the next challenge. So I feel like pl like playing video games a lot as a kid um, in a way shaped my brain to like tune me into how learning was going to be. And I didn't realize it at the time. I wasn't five years old or six years old and being like, all right, Sean, when you're, when you're 20, <laughs> this is what's going to be like learning, learning hip hop. You know, it wasn't like that. But looking back, I feel like my approach started from being diligent in how I approached uh, video games. And then that mm. applied to school. That applied to school, that applied to Taekwondo. Um, you know, Taekwondo was a gigantic influence in how I moved uh, because I really, like, and I've talked about this with Stax a lot. He mentions it in his classes how in a lot of, uh, you know, like American uh, like environments, I'll say, or even American dances, like a lot of people will say, Oh, like don't don't shake your hips around. Don't don't wave your hips because that's sending like a very like sexual message or like a like a, a message that we we think is taboo. 
But wow. the hips, the hips are the, the bridge, you know, the hips are the bridge between your top and your, your bottom. And without the bridge, you can't, there's no connection. So, you know, Taekwondo, like it's, it's the movement itself is a lot different than something like house where, you know, you have to, you have to loosen up a little bit. Like Taekwondo might be a little more rigid, but we have to have access to our hips uh, to, to make our movements more powerful, to give them more impact and more intention. And that can be easily translated to any dance form that you practice. You, you have to use your hips in some way, dance from your core, uh, to, to make your movements uh, really, um, you know, really clear. And uh, I would say that that movement-wise, Taekwondo is, is like number one for me. Uh, and, you know, I've mentioned people earlier, like one of my, my Taekwondo instructor, his name is, is Jay Huang. Uh, he... He's kind of been like a like without him knowing it like a like a father figure for me like my my biological dad passed away when I was younger um, and uh, you know he was a great guy but it was he was very young in my or very early in my life where you know I was very impressionable you know like my mom did a great job raising me by by herself you know she's been a huge influence but um, I've always looked to you know powerful <laughs> or like seemingly powerful male figures to kind of like glom onto like, Hey, like you have something to, to, to teach me and I see it. I really want to listen to you and make you proud of what I'm doing. And, you know, Ricardo was another one too. Like when he let me into United styles, I was like, Oh man, I really want to show this guy like what I got. And he gave me a lot of, you know, positive feedback, a lot of critiques, you know, but it helped me grow. And uh, my, my Taekwondo instructor, Jay Huang was, you know, he's, I've known him since 2002 um, and I still, you know, I'm going in later today to teach <laughs> at the same studio. Uh, so he was a major influence on, on just my approach and my movement as well. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll say you said it ain't no, it's like a weird way of like applying, but like, I, I talked about this on the podcast before, like if it wasn't my father's, you know, bringing me to a football game. And I seen cheerleaders, I wouldn't have known what I, I wouldn't have, I probably would have still tried, you know, been trying to figure out what I wanted my, perp, you know, what I want to do in my life and what my purpose is. And yeah. I, um, you know, I seeing a cheerleader and cheerleading. Um, it's, it's the, the one thing I said I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And to this, like to this day, t to put everything in perspective, that's what I am. Like, I may not be cheerleading now, but I'm, you know, even if I have to coach it or develop somebody in cheerleading or any of those, I do choreography for a cheerleading team and all of that, I do that. But as a, as a life coach, a person that, not a life coach, but like a person who knows me, anybody who knows me, they would view me as, they could say, that's my cheerleader. That's Chanel's a cheerleader. Like, she's always cheering people on. She's always wanting to see people do progressive and, and do things you know do better with themselves or to help them or promote them you know what i mean support them type of Work. thing so that's really what it is and i and it, i had that you know that epiphany um or that that uh that that you know that thought i'm like wow i really that's what i am that's what i do in life <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. the way you apply you know is the way you apply and, and it makes sense to you you know what i mean so um what I, another question I want to know is, what's your specialty? What's your technique? Like, what's your specialty? Stacks, he made a most, I think his was the most profound um, answer. Like, to me was like, he said patience. 
And I never heard that answer before. And I never understood, um, you know, why I didn't. It's not that I never understood. I didn't understand it until he explained it to me. And when he explained it to me, I get it. And I get it in a way that's like understanding dance and understanding people and impact. And, and that's how I received it. And he's so dope, like, in that way. So, like, you know, when I ask that question, a lot of dancers... Um, you know, they, they think um, I'm asking, like, the style or it's whatever you think that that means to you. So, like, to, so the question, that, you know, it's to, to to most dancers that I'm asking on here, like, what's what's your specialty? Um, I get different answers. Even the DJs have given me different answers that I didn't expect. So what, what, what do you consider your specialty? I would say, well, per, first off, I, like, if someone was to ask me, like, about Stax's like dancing one of the first things i always say is like man that dude is so patient like like no it's like it's it's, it's he 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 takes his time he knows what he's doing and it, it's really it's it's beautiful to see uh for me i would say maybe not far off of that that pathway i would say for me it's discipline oh yeah um, and discipline is you know it's something like you, you show up to work and you know you have something to do that's going to, you know, either it's just something you have to get done or something that you know you need to do to make yourself better, even when you don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but having that, like developing that mindset where you just can put yourself to work and get, like, extract something out of that time and out of that experience is, um, it's very... I think it's easy to overlook and it's, I think it's something that it's like a buzzword that some people will throw out like, Oh yeah, you need to be disciplined. And it's like, yeah. Uh, like how do you do that? <laughs> and it's, you know, it's about being patient. It's about, um, being uncomfortable. And, and like you said earlier, you know, you, you have to be comfortable with dealing with adversity to get through to the positive stuff. Um, so having good self-discipline, it teaches you a lot of those lessons that help you thrive even when you're not at your best. Cause I, I think we can all, we all know, you know, as much as we'd like to be, you know, performing or, or doing whatever we're doing when everything is a hundred percent and everything's, you know, popping, uh, life's not like that. And you need to be able to pull the light out of the dark and, and being disciplined and, and just, you know, accepting that, you know, hey, I may not feel good today, but I got to get some some stuff done. Um, that's gonna really you can apply that anywhere in life, and you know, especially in dance. You know, obviously learning techniques, mm-hmm. uh, learn how to, you know, learning how to uh, battle, which is it's something that I'm getting used to now. Is like I, I it's not my first priority, but when I go to events where there's the option to battle, I'm like, hey, you know, I want to represent where I come from. I want to represent what hey. I do. So I have to I have to be disciplined to learn about what I'm uncomfortable doing. And you also um, like yeah, and not only that, like Sean, like not for nothing. Um, discipline is like you know, and it, it's an art form that's tr- that's traditional. Like you can't do yeah. anything if you are not pouring into that that thing that you're trying to do, that goal. There's nothing you you can't accomplish. Um, too much without having discipline you have to have it 
You know what I'm saying? You got to have discipline in relationships. You got to have discipline in your finances. You got to have discipline in parenting. You got to have, you know, discipline in teaching. You got to have discipline in cooking. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to have discipline in being responsible. So, like, discipline applies in dance so strongly, it's crazy. Like, if I wanted to um, show my students how to do, you know, uh, waste control when it comes to uh, soca and dance hall and the differences in the music and the speed and how you can control that stuff. I have to be disciplined enough to train. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, sure. and people think, oh, dance hall, soca, oh, that's just, you know, you move your, you know, they can, they, they misconstrued it as twerking and stuff like that. And it's so much not that, you know what I mean? Um, it's yep. so different. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's very different. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't teach the choreography in it. You know, I teach the experience of what carnival and what Caribbean culture is when it comes to dance on soca, uh, like and that's what we in that environment. Say it again. It's, it's like you're teaching the, the like the energy. This is the energy that's of this exact, environment. Exactly. Why we're doing it? That's right. And 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 every time you post a video or every time I see you dancing, and even yo, no no lie, you guys, yo, check it out. I'm coming into you know teach my class and I'm coming up into the studio, and he's already taught his class, but somebody needed like an extra like you know, you know I guess boost or they were asking him a question and he 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 didn't stop teaching, he didn't end his class, turn the lights off and leave like somebody asked him another question and he kept going, you know what yeah. I mean like sometimes, and I love that. Sometimes I need to stop, but I but I yeah it's it's. That's the thing. It's that discipline. It's like I, when you commit yourself to being a teacher, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not necessarily just for like sixty minutes or ninety minutes. You know, sometimes the real lesson someone learns after, like, hey, I was I was really struggling with this step the whole class. Like, mm-hmm. what was it? And then I'm like, oh, you were stepping in front instead of stepping back, and it's like, oh, and it makes sense to them. And it clicks no. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know real. what I mean? And I did. Um, I think I was inspired by coming up and seeing that you had already finished your class and you were just, you know, extending that. And it just, you know what it said to me is like, he loves doing what he does, man. He really does. And because if you didn't love it, you would be done. You know what I mean? Like you, you wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you love it, it it shows, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's another thing with like, with the interview I had with Hibs, um, and we had brought you up and stuff and she was, you know, promoting, you know, you, um, shout out to Hibs again. Um, her interview is like um, when I heard the word unify and continue to unify folks is that yeah. I remembered why I love doing what I do just off that that conversation with her. Just That's off dope. that conversation with her. And like and then that same day I had, um, you know, I was coming up, you know, that later on in the evening when I was coming up to teach my class, I saw you. And I had remembered that she brought you up and like, and just to see you like you had already finished your class and see you continuing to teach even after the time that you're done. I was just like, this is, yo, this is, this is dope. Like he's dope. You know what I mean? Like, I love seeing that. I love seeing people that, um, they don't turn it off. I mean, not for nothing. We do need to separate sometimes, you know, personal time and business time. But, but I like the idea that you, um, you know, you, you, you're not going to, it's not a, it's not considered a business to you. It's a gift and you love it. You know what I mean? 
Right, um, but, right. But speaking of that question, what what is your favorite part about the business? And I'm talking about the business of dance. Talk about the business of dance. Like, um, what's, what's your favorite would, part of it? Do you you do you like the rehearsal? Do you like the gigs? Do you like the events? Like the tour? Like the tour part? Do you like the training part? Like, what's your favorite part of it? The money. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, I, I I will say that you know at the end of the day you got to pay bills. Yeah. But that's if I could <laughs> if we could do everything for free and there wasn't that type of you know restriction. You know, obviously, I think we'd, we'd, we'd be okay with that. But as far like, what my favorite part of, now, when you say, like, just, like, dance, like, doing dance in general or, like, dance as a business? Um, yeah, what do you, I mean, I, I, our industry is dance. So what, what okay. part of that okay. business do you like about it? I like, hmm, there's different, I think it depends on my mood. <laughs> like, there are times where... I really like the creative process and I find that when it's collaborative, like if I get to work with somebody and we're both like really into the same thing, the creative process is really fun. Um, and it's, it just, it wakes up things that you don't necessarily know that were in you or that like ideas that you didn't have until someone just, like you said, you know, kids can say something in an interview and it makes you think of something else later, you know? Um, so like the creative process for me can be really fun if it's collaborative. Uh, I enjoy, like, I used to really enjoy performing when I was younger and I still enjoy it. Um, but I would say that I don't necessarily need to perform now to feel, to feel validated mm -hmm. because I feel like, I feel like there's other things in my dance, uh, life that, that validate me. And, and I'd say teaching teaching is one of those things especially when when you see people when i see people changing themselves like over the course of like a class because i'll tell you i'll give you an example i had a class um maybe like a week or two ago uh it's one of my beginner classes and i'm very big on like body language and just even like facial expressions like i like if you're looking at me a certain way or you're standing a certain way i can be like ooh they're they're not about it mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, they might not be about it today or maybe they just had a rough day and who knows so i i had a class where i had a lot of new people um and uh the, when you're new to something like dance it's and it's something that i had to teach myself too it's like we're not we don't all come at it from the same angle but seeing people sometimes a little bit, they close themselves off, just like in their you know posture and their in their the way that they're talking. Even um, I can tell like like hey, you know it's okay it's okay to feel like that. But if you really want to make the best of this this ninety minutes, um, try to open your mind a little bit. Try to laugh at yourself. Try to you know feel as comfortable as you can. You know I can't make you feel comfortable, but I'm gonna give you the the um, uh, freedom to do so if you so choose. Um, like there's no judgment here. And over the course of the class, like the, you could, I could really feel the energy level picking up, uh, and really like people were starting to laugh and just like, even when they made mistakes, they were like, whatever, I'll do it next time. I'll get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and by the, I, by the end of the class, we're going through different drills, different combinations. And like at the end of each combination, you just hear people kind of, you know, clapping for themselves. They're like, oh, I got it better that time. And I, 
and seeing that process, like people, you know, understanding themselves a little bit better, like really growing uh, in that capacity, uh, it makes me feel really good. Um, I'd rather, I, I feel like I, I get more energy from that than seeing people that are already maybe like advanced or experienced mm -hmm. yeah, and just getting, getting it automatically. It's like, okay, good. That's expected of you. But you know, what, what do you do to push yourself to like get to the next level? Um, so being able to help people through that, uh, feels, feels a big, uh, part of me, I would say. I love that. Uh, you know, I love, um, when I, I look at it as a, ch as a challenge, um, when I hear people say this is my first day dancing or my first time taking class or when yeah. they say, hey, this is my first time, I can't dance, um, but I'm going to try to keep up. And I'm like, well, you're going to be able to dance today. And you know what I mean? I take yeah. it as a challenge and I love to um, I love when they leave with a good experience. You know what I mean? And also, of course, a good workout, too, because um, I don't when I teach. On Thursdays, it's not a or Mondays. I don't teach to dance in front. I teach to dance with. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't like that concept of like you learn this and you stay back there. Nah, we gonna move. If we wanted to take this outside and 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 do this thing outside, I want it to feel like we dancing together. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how I try to teach. Like I teach uh, a feeling. I don't teach a um. I mean, not to say that, uh, you know, Caribbean dance isn't um, a technique. There is a technique in it, yes, and you do need to know it. Um, but uh, I teach, you know, I try to teach um, a feeling versus, you know, the technique. Because when you feel it, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it and you'll, you'll want to focus on that technique. So I lead with, I'll, I should say that, I lead with the, the, the feeling before I lead with the technique because it's a vibe. You know, um, it's true. It's what's true? And houses, houses like that too. Yeah. Like you, you, you walk into a club, and you know, I know not everyone wants to stay out till two in the morning nowadays. I mean, uh, if you but. have the energy, because I don't. Yeah, it, it's not easy, but but like just like like understanding like the atmosphere and like the energy that you know the DJ brings to the room, and that the other all the people in the room too. You know, so like in that class set, like your class setting, if people are really feeling the music, you could tell, like you could tell through their, their, what their movement is, like how they're smiling, like all that stuff. If everyone feels like that, it picks everyone up. And that's what really makes the, the dance or just like that, that background. So, so powerful is that communal feeling. I mean, now that listen, I, I let me tell you my house days. I was telling um, uh, Stacks because we had talked about you, and he had brought up you know you and that network and DJ Semi, and you know a, a few others that you've like con like you've con connected with and built sort of, uh, like a like a movement and um, a platform and like a you know uh, th that's you with our house, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that a little more. Like, so those of you guys who are missing the house network, um, because I did not know there was a, a house network out here um, because, you know, I'm a little old school. So and and when I say old school, like back in the day, we had clubs that would only play house music and there was all the house dance was there. 
that vibe was there. They didn't mix it with hip hop. That you know, in terms of like, you know, like what we would consider trap rap, we in gangster rap and 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 Caribbean dancehall reggae music. They didn't mix this music. It was house music, house dance, and it was everything house. So you know, nowadays when you go to a a bar lounge club setting, they're told to mix all the sounds and all the all the genres. So you'll be there and they'll do electronic music and then they'll turn around and play a trap record and then they'll blend it in with a um the you know a a, a reggaeton and then they'll blend it in with 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 an R&B record that's hot and then turn around and blend it with um you know like a ratchet whatever you know what I'm saying and then they'll blend it with the a, another dance hall you know banger that's out like it wasn't like that back in the 90s like in the 90s in, in Boston and Cambridge it was like you could go to a, spe- a specific spot on Sundays, and that's all that was there. It was the dance, the house dance, and the house music, and we weren't we weren't hearing um, Tribe Call Quest or any of that stuff unless there was a remix that had a house element that was more dominant. So when I said yep. that to Stax, Stax was like, "No, but they got house nights," and I'm like, "I get it," but you know, I mean, I I was thinking in terms of like. Um, you know, how it was in the 90s where we knew a specific spot, like Rooftop was a spot that you could go to. And um, I'm trying to think of all the different, without telling my age and also, you know, um, <laughs> without without incriminating myself and my mother be like, oh yeah, you told me that was such and such, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, but you know, cause I don't, cause a lot of the times I wasn't allowed to go, I wasn't of age to be in there and I was still there. Mm-hmm. Because I knew the, the the bouncers. Shout out to Big Dave. No, sir. <laughs> um, but so so the network you have. Let's talk about our house. Like let's talk about what you guys have banded up. You build together and you banded up together. Uh, what's what's that about? Okay, so just like by itself, our house is just the name of a Facebook group that I created. <laughs> Amazing. So our house. Like, yeah, so what I did was I, you know, like house is very, it's a very welcoming culture. Like you mentioned, um, you know, Sammy Sabu mm-hmm. earlier, very prominent dancer and DJ yep. in the Boston community. Um, Steven Garcia, uh, Alex Colon, DJ Dende, like they're guys that, you know, welcomed me into the, the club world back in like 2000, I think 2013, 2014 timeframe. And... I, I knew some moves. Um, I hadn't ever really gone to the club just to freestyle, uh, maybe just like in passing a couple of times, but they welcomed me in and they made it very clear, especially Steve. Steve's probably the, one of the most um, uh, vocal people in the house community about just explaining the importance of, you know, participating and, and showing up and just, you know, being there for each other because he grew up, um, you know, not in the house scene, but when he was introduced to it, he knew how good it felt when people were there to like mentor him and show him stuff. So he tries to give that back just by like showing up to the clubs. And, if, you know, you see young dancers come in. Like when I came in in 2013, I see him tearing up the floor. He's setting it on the fire. He's going crazy. And then he's like, yo, Sean, your turn. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Let me, I'm like, let me see if I can keep up. And I would, I would do whatever it is that I did. 
and he would always clap. He'd give me a fist pump and he said, yo man, you're killing it. Like keep doing it. And it like, I knew in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm not killing it. <laughs> like, but you're, I see what you're doing. Like I, like you're giving me that, that respect that I'm welcome in your, your house. Like no pun intended. I'm welcome in your, your environment. And, um, I just kept showing up, kept showing mm-hmm. up. And I, you know, you realize like, it's not just the place where, you know, Steve and like all the advanced dancers go. It's like, it's for all of us. It's, it's, it's our house. That's so, right. I love it. So I created, I just created the name of this Facebook group one day where I was like, Hey, um, I, I think there's a lot of groups kind of like this on Facebook, but I'm going to try to like regulate it. So it's not too spammy. Um, and I want to post, you know, information about stuff that's happening in the community, whether it's like, hey, there's this club event on Friday or there's this uh, session on Saturday. Um, I'm teaching classes at the dance complex where you can learn the movement, all this stuff. And um, I think there's about eh, maybe close to 300 people that are in the group right now. And uh, now when people like see me, they're like, oh, yo, it's our house. It's like like, like it's like a brand. <laughs> yo, no lie. You know what? Sometimes it'd be like that. You know what? And we got to we got to stop being afraid or shying away from uh, that type of thing because I know that sometimes people be like oh you commercializing it too much but sometimes you know what why not celebrate what we are and what we're doing and what we come up with like because I thought about that too and I'm like you know what uh, it's on my heart for a reason and I don't move on like an uh, an impulse I move on based on what I feel my steps should be you know um, without being too preachy and too spiritual and I'm not really like you know shunning that either when God says to move, I move. And like, and this was, you know, this is with anything, even down to my day. Like I will not move unless I, you know, hear a word or like, I know what I got to do, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so why not glorify or, uh, highlight that in a way? Because like, like I ain't going to lie. When once Dax told me that you and Sammy and everybody has sort of created sort of a network, whether it be on Facebook or not, um, that you had something where I could go to, um, it was like a like kind of like I felt like a piece of me was missing in that area, because yeah. um, I, I I think for me nostalgia is is huge right now for me. Um, I'm, I, a lot of the 90s music was a reason, you know, um, it was a feeling. We base our, sometimes we base our experiences based on a song. And I will say that house music was very, very um, prevalent and, and like very, um, uh, I would say like part of my routine in, 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 in the 90s. House, house yeah. was there and like it was part of my growing up and, and I miss it. So when he was saying, nah, you can go to so-and-so on this day and so on this this spot on this day, and I can't even keep up. I'm like, what? Had I known that, you know what I mean? Sometimes when they when you guys have events or when I hear about the events coming up, um, they're on a they're on a night where I got I gotta be uh, you know, I'm it's my turn to babysit. No, so I I have my daughter, so I can't bring her. But when the jams are happening, I can bring my daughter because it's a family environment. But like, you know, when it's a club setting or like a bar lounge setting, I can't bring her. You know what I mean? Because I, I would yeah. love for her to experience, you know, what that looks like and what that feels like. 
Yeah, if you and you mentioned that if you get a chance, uh, I think it's April thirteenth. I want to say it's a Saturday. Um, we're, we're, so Steve hosts uh, an open session over at Green Street Studios. Amazing. Um, Tries to do it every couple of weeks, and uh, I mentioned Jardy Santiago earlier. You know, the teacher from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He's at. He's actually going to be visiting Boston that week. Um, he's going to be teaching uh, a series of workshops. We're setting up some workshops around the city, and he's going to be, you know, showing up to the uh, session later that night. And that's that's it, it. Might be a night where you got something going on, but if you ever are free, um, you know, it's any age can show up. It's just we're just dancing, we're listening to music in, in a dance studio. Yeah, and that's uh, a re- really good environment. So, uh, so is this every Friday or is this every once a month? So Steve tries to do them uh, usually every couple Saturdays. Amazing. Um, Yeah, because his work schedule, he works late at nights every other weekend. So Mm -hmm. he tries to set these up when he's free. And uh, they've been really good. Like, it attracts a lot of, uh, you know, like, younger dancers and dancers from, you know, like, the original house generation. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, coexisting under one roof. It's really cool. So so every other Friday, is that what you're saying? Saturday. Every other Saturday, yeah. got it. Well, I don't yeah, teach but- on Saturday um, as much as I like. I have teach. I have like uh, sessions, and they come in like spurts. So there'll be like a five week or a six week session or eleven week session, or you know, um, for three months I'm teaching on this Saturday at this time because we have it set up in a certain way. So like right now I'm teaching on Saturdays uh, for the performance program because we have the showcase and we, we work right. from like January all the way to April. Um, so sometimes I'm not as available as I would like to be, but, but I want to come, um, on the 13th because by then I won't have, um, to, to work on the Saturday. I could just show up. And now that I know that it's available to kids, I'm definitely showing up. <laughs> So what that that actually will segue to my next question with you is what do you have up and coming? And remember, this may air later on. So in the meanwhile, I'm going to promote it. So so we already know April 13, you got a pop in at Green Street. What is the title yep. of that event? Um, You know, it's a good question. If, you, if I'll reach out to Steve, I believe. Actually, I could probably look it up on Facebook right now. Well, yeah, and send it you to me, what? too. Yeah, I don't know if we created a, like an event for it, but it's going to be like a like a house dance session. It'll and we might say something like um, house dance session featuring Jardy Santiago. Some Dope. I'll, I'll post. It. Okay, I'll post good, it. good, uh, good. And you can also share it to my dances stuff. report page too. Yeah, you know, yeah, for I, sure. But which, by the way, any of you dancers out there that are and choreographers that I've that we've that we've locked arms with, and and this is also for you, Sean. Anything you have going on, you can share it to that page. Okay. That's what it's for. It's to show. It's to celebrate us. Like we have stuff going on. Put it on the dancers report because I want people to see, you know, what we have going on. Cool. You know, also for people who are, you know, who are also dancers who want to support another dancer and don't know where to go and you know what's going on and whatever. You know, if you are out of the loop and you're always working and you you don't know. Like me, I didn't know about the Our House until he told me. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I'm about to go. I'm about to go to any anything I can. When I, I can bring Amia and I don't have, if it's, a, you know, at nighttime or something and I can bring her, I, I'm definitely going to go. Word, word. Yeah, I guess, so I guess as far as, 
like stuff that I've got going on. Um, so I, like we mentioned earlier, I teach, uh, I'm teaching house three times a week at the dance complex, uh, Sundays and Tuesdays, noon to one thirty, and then Thursday nights, six to seven thirty. That's my beginner class. Hey. Uh, I have online house courses that I, I created back in January. So Congrats. for people, people that are looking to kind of dive in and, and, you know, get a little perspective that I don't necessarily get to share in class. Um, I have online courses on my website, uh, you know, Um, and, uh, I've had people purchase it. So, you know, obviously someone's looking for stuff like that. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, I guess event-wise, I mentioned the session on the 13th. Um, Jardy is going to be teaching a series of workshops um, on earlier today on the 13th uh, over at Boston University. He's going to be teaching 3.30 to 5 p.m. And his teacher, Cricket, I don't know if you've heard of Cricket. Um, he's a dancer from, from New York. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be teaching right after Jardy that same day from 5 to 6.30. Wow. Um, so... What's cool about that is that Cricket is one of Jardy's mentor and mentors, and Jardy's one of my mentors. That's amazing. And it, and we're, we're going to be in the same space, and they've never actually taught in the same space before. So oh my be god, that's going to be dope! A first ever uh, in in your backyard in Boston. So um, for people that are about it, come show it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Come and learn, and just soak up the in- experience and. You know, and just expose yourself to more, you know, that that, that yeah. can pour into you. Um, what's been some of your struggles? Is it Has it been the money? Has it been the gigs? Has it been competition, relationships, location? You know, um, what's been some of the struggling part pieces of, um, as an instructor, as, a, as Sean Bjerke, uh, Bjerke and, and, um, and uh, teaching, any, any, any struggles in that area or anything that you struggled with? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's never 100% easy. I would say um, I've been fortunate to not have any, like, major pitfalls uh, mm-hmm. myself. Like, I feel like with teaching, it's this, it's this constant adaptation to who you're teaching. So everyone has different needs. Everyone has different capabilities. Everyone has different energy from day to day. And being able to like unify all those things uh, in the right way is it's, it's a challenge. Um, like I, I see a lot of, you know, young kids getting into teaching and just kind of like, you know, if I was in the same position, I would probably approach it in a similar way. Like, Hey, I want to get my name out there. Yeah. I want to like show some cool moves, but like, I don't know how many of them really appreciate like actually teaching. Cause a lot of times it's, they're showing their friends yeah like the moves that they already know that they can do right um right. so yeah. it's, it's like you're which, which isn't it's not a bad thing but when people are like yeah i'm a, I'm a professional teacher and it's like ah, right you're you're a, you're a professional demonstrator right <laughs> i mean you gotta go through some things and do some things in order to build your repertoire for self and this is goes back to personal development if yeah. you know what I mean, if I had not, you know, um, as a singer, um, you know, did the recording sessions, worked with some of these artists, went and, you know, recorded with artists out of state and and did the groundwork on being an artist, 
I would not be able to develop the artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I didn't go and do cheerleading on a competitive level and then on a professional level with NCA and stuff like that, um, I wouldn't be able to um, instruct anybody on what that looks like, coach anybody, or even get them prepared for uh, trying out. You know what I mean? Um, and as a dancer, if I didn't do the groundwork um, dancing, you know, for artists or dancing backup or any of this stuff, I wouldn't be able to creative direct or produce what what dancers you know, that I have within reach to pull, to pull them together and create something bigger. So, I mean, you gotta, you really gotta build that stuff up. And at long story short, you gotta build your resume. You know what I mean? You, you can't just yeah. dance in a, dance here and, and then teach there. You have to be able to build that up and build up what, what it is that you're learning foundation wise and, um, and then develop your style. You know what I mean? Yeah. As to what that looks like. Um, are you doing what you love? That's my question to you, brother. I mean, I think so. I mean, like, kind of mixing in with your, your previous questions about struggles, I would say one of the, like, biggest challenges, because I do this full-time now, um, I don't necessarily say I'm a full-time teacher, but I would say that I'm kind of like a full-time ambassador of, of house culture, I suppose. And that, that doesn't mean I'm, like, the only person, but... Um, I focus most, most of my time to like, you know, promoting stuff that I'm doing and that other people are doing and trying to make it stay relevant. So something that I was doing maybe last year might not necessarily be relevant this year. And the struggle is, you know, trying to stay ahead of the curve. And if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. So, <laughs> um, so I would say like, yes, I love it. Um, and like, like the people that we love most in our lives, that doesn't mean that we always see eye to eye. It doesn't mean that we're always on the same page. Um, there's days where I wake up and my feet are hurting, my nose is stuffy, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to teach today. I just, I don't want to, but I'm going to make the best of it and turn it into a positive experience um, as best as I can. And if I didn't love it, I wouldn't have that mindset. And that's 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 the main key. That's the main key. And um, yeah. where where are the social networks that we can find you on? Um, I would say that Instagram is a big one for me as far as just like promotion wise. It's it's really easy to promote stuff on Instagram and make it like not too annoying. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say that. You know, I update my stories a lot with like stuff that's going on. I tend to update my my news feed and Instagram with with more uh, like content. Like I post a lot of you know dance challenge videos. I yeah. might be like, hey, here here's a little uh, footwork combination. Can you do it? What's um, your um, what's 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 the name of your social network on Instagram? So you can just look up my name as Sean Bierka, uh or Shizmatic. My handle is S H I Z Z underscore m-a-t-i-c shizmatic hey. um uh, but you can also look if you looked up boston house dance uh-huh. if you you could i think my name pops up near the top of of the searches so sean bierka boston house dance that's actually a good tip for anyone that is in a, a niche market um on instagram just put like what you do as part of your name and it, it'll pop up in search results oh that's amazing um 
I didn't yeah, even know that, so, like, so now I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's such an easy thing to do, but like until someone mentioned that, I have a I have a business mentor who um, she gives me a ton of amazing tips on stuff like that. She's like, yeah, just upgrade your title. So if someone from Japan comes to Boston and they're looking for house classes, they look up Boston house dance, and your name's the first thing that comes up. So you, you know, you never know. That's amazing. Um, I didn't even know that. that. That's good to know, man. Yeah. So, so Instagram, um, Facebook, I'm, I would say I'm consistently active, but I, I don't focus as much energy just cause it's, it can be a little bit of a, a traffic jam on Facebook, yeah. uh, but I do post there. Um, my YouTube page, I've looked, I've been trying to revamp and uh, put more content on. I've been doing this, this project called the Feb house project, um, over the last couple months where, I basically met up with 28 different people in February and made 28 house dance videos. That's amazing. Um, and I've been slowly rolling those out through uh, teasers on my Instagram and Facebook page, but the full videos are on my website and on my YouTube page. Dope. So Facebook, you guys have it. You got to find them. Yep. Um, and then on Instagram, Shizmatic. And um, yep. last question of the day, man. What's your message that you want to leave with everyone? Stay open. Hey. Stay open. Yo, if you like, there's times where we feel like we want to close ourselves off, and it and it can be, it can be okay to do that. Sometimes we need to just be alone. But as far as like, you know, growing and becoming better people, like you have to stay open to other people's ideas, other people's methods, other people's cultures. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to say yes to everything and agree with everything, but just, I think, listening. I, I taught a workshop yesterday at, um, actually, a fitness studio in South Boston uh, with a former, well, former, now current, again, client. Dope. <laughs> um, and it was a lot of people that, you know, they don't have, you know, necessarily dance experience, but they wanted to try some, some basic stuff. And I told them, you know what? Um, I can I can make a real simple analogy. Like someone's favorite color in the room might be green, and my favorite color is blue. And if they tell me their favorite color is green, if I'm closed off, I'm going to be like, green ain't nothing. Green's stupid. You know, blue's the best color. You know, like what, what, where, where have you heard these dialogues before in our political climate or our right. religious climate? Exactly, like, exactly. It's like my my what I do is good. What I do is the best. I don't care. Like, you could tell me 50 things about your thing, but I'm not going to listen to it. And you know what that but, is? That's a narcissistic trait. Yeah, it is. You know? and, and I think sometimes we do it not intentionally. It's mm -hmm. just we're, we just we do it as a habit. So I told them, I'm like, hey, if, if she tells me, you know what? I like green because it reminds me of the spring. It reminds me when the grass is coming back from the snow. You know, the leaves are coming out. I might say, like, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. I, I understand why you like green. Blue's still my favorite color, but green's pretty cool too. Right. And if we if we can carry that in other parts of our lives and our relationships, when someone says, "Yo, you you made me feel this way," and you might not agree with it right away, but you have to you have to know where they're coming from to really further the, the conversation to go somewhere positive with it. Because if you shut yourself off, you're just gonna be fighting all the time. And that's crazy because people, you know, people have an, a tendency to not, um, you know, not uh, 
stay open-minded or even can you know like like old school like my, my mom she's from you know the caribbean background and but she's from old school and a lot of the times they're 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 set in their ways and they're not as open-minded as they should be so i agree yeah. um in order to learn and to grow you do have to stay open yeah yeah and it can go both ways too like you, you don't want to be so open that you're just like there's no there's no values there. Like you want to have your, like, Hey, you know, you're saying this, but I know that this is, <laughs> this is correct. Um, but, uh, just, just being able to listen, you know, like being willing to listen to people goes a long way. And, and people that know that you're listening, they, they can sense it. You know, it, 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 it creates a more, I would say a more genuine bond between people that, that know that they're listening to each other versus just like talking at each other. Right. Right. Well, I mean, listen, that was like a, it's a, that's an amazing um, message to leave with someone and to encourage them is to stay open. And I, and I appreciate that, man. So you guys yeah. heard it first, man. You got, you got Sean Bjarka here and, uh, and I was, I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to have you on my podcast and I'm grateful that you supported it. And, um, and I, and I'm going to definitely, you. you know, let everybody uh, no, when when it comes out, you know, like also now, and just stay tuned for the things he has going on because I'm gonna definitely continue to promote, you know, what he's doing. Um, and um, man, thank you, Sean. No, thank you for inviting me on. This was a great start to my day. Yay! Well, you guys tune in. Um, well, you were tuned into the Dancers Report podcast, and I'm glad that you guys tuned in to get to hear him. And um. I'll see you soon, Sean. You know, I'm going to dance with you. On, yeah. uh, on, I hope to see you on the 13th. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I will be there, and uh, I will see you also uh, when we're crossing over at the dance complex. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, exactly, right? Maybe I can get in there and take your class uh, before I teach my class. Hey, hey I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Chanel. You got it. Thank you. Man, you Snapchat. Hey, yo. Yeah, blessings we are reap and we coercing on full Oh, in a rise and boast Yeah, we give thanks like we need it the most We have